DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by Pope St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, and sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. I like really title brother uh, mm. as uh, as I go along Francis of Assisi used to call everybody friar friar this friar that and in Italian it meant brother you have a great love for him don't you yes yes and in that beautiful uh, instruction that Jesus said call no man father we are only one father he took very seriously but then all mankind became his brother and also brother's son, Sister Moon. You know, did you ever see that movie? Brother, son, and Sister Moon. He just loved the sun and he loved the moon. And all creation became his friend and the animals. And he just, uh, he was just in tune and in peace with the universe. And uh, I, have, I believe that Jesus also had that same disposition. Enter today, you know, we're coming on to Christmas. It's, it's just coming up to Mary. She is like super. She's, and she is the lowest and the lowliest. I, I always remember this little girl who was in first grade, Merrily, and I was just ordained, bright, and knew everything. And here I was confronted with this little girl who was actually seeing Jesus in the Sacred Heart. And I'm sure God was talking to Merrily uh-huh. because of the things she was saying to me that were so tremendous. Um, her father was an alcoholic. Her mother was in a sanitarium. She was being raised by a grandmother, and they were very poor, and she she had these conversations with God. Anyway, she had this image of Our Lady, as she told it to me, as that we are all the body of Christ, it's, which is what I thought I was going to be teaching everybody, that we are all members of the mystical body. But she said, Mary is the lowest member of the body. And that's why she's seen as the heel. And the evil one is constantly attacking at her heel. And she is going to crush his proud head under her heel. Because the proud demon is being crushed by the lowly. And the the the, the one who is completely dependent on God, 
and that was Mary. And in her, uh, in her faith, and in her submission to God, today, who is the one that brought about our salvation? Jesus Christ. Who is the one who most imitates Jesus? Is Mary. In Hebrews, it says, our Savior, who is the Christ, brothers and sisters, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. And that was through Mary. In holocausts and sin offerings, you took no delight. Then I said, as it is written in the scroll, Behold, I come to do your will, O God. Perfect obedience. First, he says, sacrifice and offerings, holocausts and sin offerings, you neither desire nor delight in. These offerings are according to the law. Then he says, Behold, I come to do your will. He takes away the first to establish the second. That is the first covenant, which is the law, and the second, which is himself. By this will, we have been consecrated through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ for all. So our salvation came through complete submission, which was humility. This is in the letter of the Hebrews. In Philippians, it says, he was obedient even unto death, even death on the cross. That was what brought about our salvation, obedience and humility. Now, Elizabeth meets this woman, Mary. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, they're meeting each other, and it's in the account is in the Gospel of Luke. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. How of all of us Catholics, it's very, very biblical. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So indeed we call her blessed. And how does this happen in to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The mother of the Lord, that's Mary, and Jesus is the Lord. She's just pregnant with him. For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leapt for joy. Now, this is the powerful text that comes right after. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Mary, who was spoken to by the Lord, believed and submitted, be it done to me according to thy word. That submission is what brought about our salvation.
The text in Micah then tells where it's going to happen. Notice how God is so in love with littleness and submission and humility. It's going to be, Micah says, in Bethlehem of Ephrata, where the Messiah is going to be born. And here now, the, the king of the world, the savior of all mankind, the prince of peace, the one who has been looked forward to for all the ages, for the salvation of the whole world, is going to come to the little town of Bethlehem through this holy, humble woman, Mary, from Nazareth. And Mary, this lowly one. Not only is she, she's a woman. You know, all the, and she's a young woman, maybe about 14. God has such a, 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 a leaning and a, and a love for the humble and the lowly and the small. What a great lesson Mary gives us, and what a great lesson Christmas is for all of us. I, I was just praying and thinking about, you know, the, the people that I was spending some time with. You know, I spent several Christmases in Peru, and there it's the beginning of their summer, because it's the other side where I was uh, of the hemisphere. And so in December, we used to take the children swimming for the first time. And the Nino current, which was named after the Christmas current, was how the waters would get warm there in Peru. And we would go swimming in the ocean where the temperatures would be now in beautiful body temperature to swim in the Pacific. But the, the people in my parish would come without shoes. And I was thinking of, of us in this country, how my shoes and my clothing, they're the, the poverty and their simplicity and the celebration of Christmas was, was so beautiful by the people. Their Christmas was really and truly centered around Jesus. And all the tinsel and all the, the kind of fluff that we think is so essential was really the hymns and the joy and the peace, which that's what he is, Jesus, the King of Peace. And La Navidad was a joyful happy, blessed time for the people in the parish there. But I would always remember every every Christmas that they would get new things and they would always be so happy and they would show up in their bare feet and, and people with their poverty and their simplicity as they celebrated La Fiesta de la Navidad, Feliz Navidad. And the joy of Christmas was there. I imagine all over the world when I think of my brothers and sisters celebrating this in Nairobi. And as we are here, not to get sidetracked 
all the, I think it's just tinsel. And to get down to the deeper joy of Christmas. What is it? That I have come to do thy will, O Lord. We'll return to Building the Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essif in just a moment. The O Antiphons, Reflections from the Writings of Father Giles Dimmick. O Sapientia. O Wisdom, O Holy Word of God, you govern all creation with your strong yet tender care. Come and show your people the way to salvation. In this ancient anaphon, the Church cries out to Christ as the wisdom of the Father, the eternal Word proclaimed by John in the prologue, who was with the Father in the beginning of the creation of the world, which he continues to govern. O Wisdom, O Holy Word of God, you govern all creation with your strong yet tender care. Come and show your people the way to salvation. We, the Church, cry come, the most primordial of all prayers, because we know we've messed up the wonderful order of creation with human sin and manipulation and need God's wisdom, whose thoughts are not our thoughts. Only he can show us his Son, who is the way to salvation, to saving us from ourselves and leading us to righteousness in thought and action, which the term salvation implies. O Wisdom, O Holy Word of God, you govern all creation with your strong yet tender care. Come and show your people the way to salvation. For more of the O Anaphon Reflections from Father Giles Demick, visit discerninghearts.com. We now return to Building the Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essex. You fathers and mothers, children, all of us who are going to celebrate Christmas, if we look at our nativity set, think of Mary. Uh, we have been prepared by a beautiful Advent. Look at Mary as she is about to give birth to, to Jesus. And as she brings forth the Savior of the world. And I, I'm convinced, because Mary is Mary, that she really arranged that little stable in a beautiful way. That it, it wasn't so much so, so filled and with dirt that Joseph had it cleaned and swept and that 
there was the the joy of poverty there the simplicity of their humility i am i imagine when the shepherds arrived they were filled with light and radiance and joy they're coming into that stable where the savior was born was as magnificent as any palace could be to enter into their presence their goodness their beauty joseph's eyes would welcome those shepherds as they came mary would be there with beauty and magnificence you know we can't look at poverty as if it's not magnificent having experienced that physical poverty and that internal joy that i so many times experience in my life to be with mother teresa was not to be with someone who was poor but someone who was radiant and joyful and rich in joy and the king of peace look at the baby see what christmas really is all about when they come into our midst this christmas and what do i mean by that when they come into our hearts they transform us mother teresa used to say so many of us in the first world countries are spiritually poor and so many in third world countries are spiritually rich although they're materially poor their joy is so like what I spoke about the other day but also that that abiding peace that radiates and both of those come from love as we were spending this beautiful time in preparation for christmas through an advent filled with fasting and prayer each of us came to be more aware of love of caring for the other of sacrificing and of offering for one another acts of love and prayer and so hopefully this christmas will find our homes tidied up and resplendent with those virtues that bring joy and peace and love and so at this particular time to have those final preparations with dignity and simplicity and humility and love what a joyful day this will be as we now are preparing on the, it's a sunday we're going to be ready for this magnificent and wonderful feast in our homes oh come all ye faithful 
joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Yes, and as you prepare your hearts, you know, there's a, there's a beautiful way in that song of kneeling. And, and kneeling today at Mass, kneeling in your room, around your bed, as you pray, and as you kneel to experience that humility of Bethlehem. You know, when I think of the great people that I know, it's, it's those people who can fill the world with Christmas peace. It's those people that I know that just in their presence, you experience a, a joy of Christmas. It's, it's their eyes and their love and their care for each individual that these people meet. And you can be that. The ones I'm thinking of especially was, you know, my my mother. Uh, she died in, in 1987. But so many of the people, my cousins and my, my family, think of my mother. How much she loved. Uh, I don't think my mother went beyond ninth grade and uh, she was married when she was I think whatever grade she was in and that's when she got married at 16 and that was kind of the custom in those days but she was so filled with love and humility and uh, the love that she had for us five children there was no doubt about my, our mother's love and my mother's faithfulness and love for my father, who many times could be difficult. The magnificent atmosphere that she created. She was a very big hero for me. And how she eventually brought my father into holiness, really genuine holiness, before he died. And uh, another great hero of mine was my grandfather who was a junk man who collected rags and scraps and spoke broken English, but such a magnificent, humble, wonderful, wonderful example of humility and simplicity and faithfulness. He was the father of 10 children. He was a deacon in our parish. And what a magnificent example uh, that he was a hero to me. In Shenandoah, not too far from me, was born Walter Chiswick, whom I got to know in my priesthood when he returned from prison in 1960. And we remained dear friends and, and very close to each other. 
I still feel very close to him. And he became a, a world figure. And I believe he's going to be canonized. And so here in Albania, in a remote place in Albania, Mother Teresa's born. Here in Shenandoah, Pennsylvania, Walter Chiswick's born. And you, wherever you may be, in Castilla, Pura, Peru, if you were born in Nairobi, Kenya, or wherever you're from, Manila, Philippines, wherever you are, you can be Jesus and radiate that love. Wherever you are, you can be Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of death. Amen. How wonderful, Monsignor. How wonderful, do you, yes. Do you have special plans for the celebration of the Masses that you'll be participating in? This? Yes, I wanted to. Uh, today I'm at Mass at uh, Marworth, which is a place for recovering alcoholics. And they're they're really in need uh, because they're they're away from their families and that would be a, a very sad day for them. And so those who are going to be in recovery, although it's going to eventually be a very happy new year for them because of their coming to sobriety, I'll spend that time with them. Being with you each and every day, Chris, and through you, Chris, to, to whomever is listening, I, I feel so so close and those of you that I hear from I'm so just happy to be with you in prayer and in the word of God God bless thank you so much Monsignor you've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love Reflections with Monsignor John Essif to hear and or to download this conversation Along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit DiscerningHearts.com or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer rock-solid and authentic spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, Consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essef.